Wow. I'm speechless, boys. Absolutely speechless. <laughs> Folks, welcome to a brand new episode of the Thomas Takeover postgame show. We are live here at Studio D in Cheek to Vegas. It's, we got a 12 noon show for you. It's not the typical Sunday night before the pregame show there, but we got myself, the General, we got Ryan Thomas, DJ Supreme, show sponsor, Picasso's Pizza. Guys, like I said, my heart's racing right now. Oh, the Buffalo man. Bills beat the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving, 26 to 15. We moved to nine and three. Guys, like, I mean, just, was that the best Thanksgiving ever that you've ever had? It was. It's definitely for me hands the best down. Thanksgiving, hands down. I mean, not only was the food good, the desserts were good, and then you put on that football game, and everything just falls right into place, and you end your night on an all-time. Buffalo Bills fandom high. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's just a special occasion for all of us because the chances are for for us and for you watching, someone in your family is the reason you're a Bills fan. You know, for me, it was my dad and my grandpa. And, you know, although my grandpa is no longer with us, you know, getting to share that with our whole family, going nuts, you know, and, and really defying all odds, at least for, you know, what Johnny Public had said was going to happen that afternoon, I am elated. Would right. be the word to describe it. Yeah, GM Smokey had a party of 25 to 30 there. It was just pure mayhem for oh, yeah. that game. Uh, and I think the big thing with this one is, like you said, DJ Supreme is like, going into that game, I was still nervous. You know, that spread was around mm -hmm. seven, six and a half. I kept telling myself, we've never played an offense like this before. It reminded me yeah. of that Eagles game. And yeah. the Bills have – it's a huge eye-opener, not just for us in the city of Buffalo – but across the nation, Ryan. Nationally, for them to win this game on that type of stage, I don't think Buffalo has won a game on that type of stage in, in a long time, at least at least in the last 10 years. This game had – there wasn't one media expert, expert in quotations out there, that picked Buffalo to win this game that I saw. All the shows, pregame shows, every show had Dallas winning this game, and not just winning it, calling the scores 35-10, to 10, uh, 28-3. to 3. Uh, Just so many people picked Dallas to win this game. And for Buffalo to win the game, but to win it the way they went, they won, was just, as you said at the start of the show, you're speechless. i got to come up with more words, but I am still speechless over this. Seriously. I'm just over oh, yeah. the moon over it. The party yeah. has not stopped this weekend. No, absolutely awesome. not. Absolutely not. And, that, and that, that was the best part about the win, is that that was Thursday for all the folks like, like yeah. us. Well, sorry, Thomas. Yeah. But for <laughs> folks like Al and I. Who had Friday off. I mean, it was just the start of <laughs> yep. three days of whatever we wanted to do. To be no, honest, and too. Yeah. I going, mean, yeah, going into Sunday afternoon, yep. for example, stress free. It was incredible. Uh, the, the win, and really, I mean, just one, one quick point. I, I just didn't know what to make of the game going into it. I was just mm -hmm. confused. I mean, you know, I was nervous as well as I get before any Bills game, but. It was hard to make heads or tails of it, and the Bills came out on top. For anyone to say that the Bills had no chance, it's it, it just blows my mind because I thought going into the game, and I said it last week on the show, if they stopped Ezekiel Elliott or kept him at bay and forced Dak Prescott to throw far more than, than normal, he might make some mistakes, and that's kind of what happened. They yeah. stopped Ezekiel Elliott. Dak Prescott had to really rally the troops and start throwing the ball, and they forced him to make some mistakes, and then it kind of all unraveled from there. And But real quick, before we get into the, get the, into get, the game, the, yeah. you know, how we do the recap, I just want to say this. I, my brother found an article, Lockport Sun. <laughs> A lot of people hate Jerry Sullivan. Mm. Union Sun, yeah. Not he, us. Yeah. And he, he writes for him and said, this is the best Bills team in 20 years. The nation knows it now, too. And this 
This quote gave me chills. My brother said, pinch me. Trust me, a year from now, there'll be a lot of people's chick Super Bowl pick. Just think about those words, guys. That is insane. That's coming from Jerry Sullivan. Jerry Sullivan, yeah, the, the, the guy who was the Bills one pessimist. out of ten. <laughs> yeah. One out of ten on the trust meter. Yes. Yeah. Just think about wow. those words. A year away. They're nine and three now. You have an up-and-coming defense, a young offense, and what, 85, 90 million in cap space? Oh. And you forgot to mention a quarterback that's getting better and better yeah. every week. Yeah. Every I, week. I, yeah, every single week he has just impressed me. I know that there were some speed bumps this season. There were games that he didn't look too good, but he's taken those uh, rough games and he's learned from them. I, at least from what I have seen, the New England game is a distant memory with this type of Josh Allen. 18 yep. touchdowns, two interceptions since week five, I believe is the stat, which yep. is like MVP-esque numbers yeah. i mean that just blows my mind and this week i thought he had to step into jury world with all that pressure on him show up in front of the national fan the national you know media and everybody thinking that he was going to just uh, not do anything and he he balled out he took over jury world it was josh's world yeah. it jo really was it really was josh's world and he's i mean josh allen this is this is the game that we will likely look back on and be like wow that's yeah. when we knew he was legit. Yep. That's when we knew he's he was a he's a game changer, mm -hmm. and he could go out there and win games for you, you know, almost single handedly. And yep. it was, I mean, it was a, it was a great team effort all around for a vast majority of the game. But oh, for but sure. it did get off to a, a little bit of a bumpy start. Oh sure. yeah, the start of that game, uh, I was like, okay, here we go, seven nothing right down the field. Here goes Dallas, and I kind of thought that was gonna be the tail of the tape the rest of the day. Uh, I believe the next drive, the Bills punted, and even my brother. You know, he, he, he's highs and lows. I mean, it was like pretty much, okay, let's get ready to turn the thing off. I'm like, okay, oh, let's, you know, let's relax. And, you know, sure enough, the first quarter was a little bumpy. I mean, it was 7 nothing going into the second, but throw the records out, Allen to Beasley to start off that, you know, in that second quarter. Then, you, then, we, get, then we get Dak with those turnovers. And it, just to show how strong that defense is. They got walked over on that first drive, and they they – they, they, they fixed it and bounced they, right they back. They bounced right back. Their defensive line these last two weeks, I think in particular, has communicated with one another better than they've ever communicated. They, their adjustments are there. They're stopping the run. I mean, Denver had no rushing offense, and Ezekiel Elliott had moments where he was running the ball pretty efficiently, but Dallas was literally forced to abandon the run game yep. after those yep. turnovers were forced by Buffalo's defense. So um, a, a great day, I think, in all three phases of the game for the Buffalo Bills. They they were phenomenal from there on out after that first quarter. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, and, and, and you see guys, young guys on the roster like Ed Oliver, who's been heating up. He's sort of like a crock pot. You know, it takes him a little while to get hot, but now he's, he's hot, hot and he's staying yeah. hot because he's been getting after the quarterbacks. Since he got that first sack against Miami, he's just looked better and better and better, getting the confidence up. I mean, and it must have been a special day for him playing in, in Texas. I'm, you know, I, I would I would like to hope that he had some of his family come up from oh, down in sure. Houston yeah. uh, as, as did Jerry Hughes. Uh, but the, the defensive line as a whole, that entire group, I mean, even guys like Starla Tule. You know, who's right. been like a milk carton material for most of the season. Yep. And I, I just... He's really I'm, a one-dimensional D lineman, too, a run stuffer, and he gets in on an interception. Right. I mean, yeah, it's, who could predict that? Right. But this, is, this, this defensive line group is returning to its form of the Mario Williams, Kyle Williams, when Hughes just first came to the team. Yep. Right. Darcel Marius. Right. I mean, that, that group... <laughs> Got after the quarterback. They were putting up crazy sack totals, and and that's what I that that is what Thursday reminded me of. And it was oh oh. And this is all about go. Harrison Phillips too. 
Right. We, were, we, were, we were worried about that depth, and he comes we back were. next year. Right. I know. Right. Think about it's just it's it's silly. It's scary to think about people saying this is the biggest win since Jim Kelly left, and like we said, and, and Sullivan said in an article, it's not about where they are today. It's where they're gonna well, be. I mean, exactly. It's where right. where they are headed. They're nine and yes. three right now with this roster. And this quarterback who keeps getting better and better. It's crazy. Like weeks ago, people were cheering for or wanted Barkley against New England. Oh, Lord. And, you yeah, know, not me. Ta- I mean, <laughs> Geary weeks ago was getting fights on Twitter for sticking up for Allen. Right. You know, it's just crazy. Now it's you beat the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, you're 9 and 3, and everyone feels so much better about the future. 100%. And I, I think it's a testament to the team that the regime, this current regime, has built. I mean, over the course of the last, you know, two, three years, they've brought in players that buy into the message that they are, are sending. Sean McDermott, this team is a direct reflection of Sean McDermott as a coach. They're disciplined, they're tough, they're nasty, and they wear their emotion on their sleeves in a game, not outside of a game. Outside of a game, they're interviewing and they're like, yeah, we we believe in who we are. We're not out to impress other people. We're there to impress ourselves. And on the field, the emotion that Josh Allen showed after he had that scrum where there was the quarterback sneak, he fumbled the ball, and he picks up the ball in a sea of 300-pound offensive and defensive linemen and just fist bumps the first down. That made me want to just run through my my wall in my living room. Have you ever seen anything like that either? Oh, my goodness. I've never seen anything like that. I thought he was down three different times. (laughs) And and it was, I mean, it it was beyond belief, like, that he, like, found his way off the pile and then sort of ran off and then still picked up even more yards. Yeah, and to find find the football. You don't know what's going on in the bottom of those scrums. And for him to grab that ball and get that first down... Just the leadership he brings to this team. It's massive, and it, and it shows in the statements that his teammates say. I remember when Josh Allen was a rookie, and he went through his first practice with the ones, and Micah Hyde said, this guy is a game changer. This guy is difficult to prepare for. He's yep. he's going to only get better, and he's only getting better each and every week. And dare I say it, a few years down the road, he could be MVP-esque, yeah, an and, MVP and, candidate. And Supreme, if he can continue to throw the ball like this, People are worried about his legs, you know, on second and third down situations. When you blow up plays in the backfield, Allen finds a way to go get that first down. Mm-hmm. If you have to defend now for these, also his arm and his legs, and he, and, he, and he still really hasn't found the deep ball yet. Wait till that comes into fruition, too. He's so close. I mean, this is just the future, the future is stupidly oh, crazy. bright. Right. And, and we saw the first little glimmer of it again with John Brown last week. Yep. And, I mean, you're exactly right. When he finds that deep ball and – because he's been doing the short to intermediate passes, as we've discussed, you know, multiple times throughout yeah. the season, the he's doing those yeah. passes extraordinarily well yes. compared to last year, oh, which is yep. uh, literally just warms the cockles of my heart because that's those are the the passes that you need to be efficient in the league. Yep, and then and then he does have that home run talent with the arm. Once he starts hitting on that. I mean, it's going to be and wild. He, and real quick, I know yeah, Lamar, yeah. and I know Lamar's a quarterback that can do anything on his legs. But you could argue Josh Allen, when plays get broken up in the backfield, there's no one better than him. The way he can just deke out those defensive linemen and linebackers and find a way to get 10, 15 yards is just unbelievable. My biggest um, thing that I see in Josh Allen's game is when he is rolling out and he is trying to extend a play, his ability to throw on the run is what sets him apart from anybody. Yep. I think that's what sets him apart from even Lamar Jackson and you know even Mahomes-esque. Allen has just that cannon for an arm that we all know about. Yeah. But also, 
his ability to read the defenses and kind of manipulate a linebacker that is a mismatch covering a Cole Beasley like he did on that uh, Allen to Beasley touchdown. He took one step forward in the pocket, floated that ball over the over the linebacker that was an obvious mismatch for Cole Beasley, yep. and boom, it was six points. And the ball was perfectly placed. It was where Cole Beasley could run through that ball and run to the end zone mm-hmm. free. And that's those are the little things that Josh Allen has needed to improve on. Um, over the course of the season, for sure. And how about your how about your boy Cole Beasley? Finally, this was that, the yep. breakout game. It took right. him until this game against Dallas to you know get that hundred ten and a and a TD. Something I mean, tells incredible. me right. Something tells me that that game when the schedule came out, Cole Beasley just had that circled oh, yeah. like seven hundred times. Like I'm gonna just go off on that game. And like, that, that's him in the him in the locker room after. <laughs> oh, that was oh, so awesome. I love. Who was it that picked him up? It, it was like it was like he almost picked up like a little kid, yep. you know, like a like at a family function, and he just like swooped them up, and then they just passed. Him. <laughs> just, he's the like funniest thing. He like passed them like all the way across the locker room, like it was nothing. And he's like a what you know an NFL size guy. Yeah. I mean, it's hilarious. Those that are, was that was so funny. And I mean, like with Trey White taking the butt and chicken wing, yeah, like and you know, four imita- bombing Allen's interview with the, with, or the, 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 the turkey wing. I'm sorry, yeah, the, the Dak. Oh, that was imitating Dak was yeah. hilarious. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, it was, it was incredible. You, guys man. Lo- you gotta love the cockiness a little bit. Like, oh, I love it. That's what builds a team. Really, yeah, yeah. these wins build a team and and set the tone for the future. Yeah, the, yeah. this was a huge tone setter for the future. And I don't know if you guys saw the clip. From they were getting footage from the sidelines of Ed Oliver, Trey White, uh, who was it? Poyer had this shit-eating grin on his face, and he's just like waving goodbye to the crowd. Yep. And and Shaq Lawson's talking about you know the St. America's team, and just I I love to Do, see the, the, the confidence. Oh yeah, the yeah, oh yeah. Give me more after he sacked yep. Dak. <laughs> right. Yeah. I I really believe like. There are some parallels. Like, I just watched that documentary, um, A Football Life on Bruce Smith. And they they showed that on Friday. And they talked about how, like, in the late 80s, when they weren't looked at as, you know, AFC power, as an AFC powerhouse just yet, there were certain games that they needed to win in order to get to that mojo swagger point. And I, I got chills just watching that documentary because I thought this game, with the current Buffalo Bills team beating Dallas that way, it, it's almost like this is one of those first uh, tone-setting wins where we can really look back, as you said, years from now and be like, wow, that was a huge yeah. game. Yeah. That was a huge turning point moment for us. Well, as I said last week, right before we wrapped up the show, the Bills hadn't had a signature win all season. We've been written off by all of the bad teams that we played, as if we wrote the schedule. I mean, I, mean, I was a big – yeah. no, that's I, what I've I, been I, saying. I – and it's, it. it's yeah. well, it's true. But you're but, happy to admit that you were wrong, right? Yeah, like, of yeah, of course, well, I mean, of course. But like, <laughs> how many years have we had one of the toughest schedules in the league and a team that was, you know, yeah. average at best, and we're and we're just miserable because this is in the hunt season yeah. instead of we're in the driver's seat for the five seed and could have a shot at the division potentially. And still, I, do, depending what happens tonight. But yep. at, at, this was our signature win so far in the season. We have, you know. Four quality opponents. Say what you will about the Jets, but we have hey. we have the Ravens, the Steelers, yeah. Patriots, Jets. Those are f- four quality games. Right. Patriots already got flexed. I heard there was chatter about uh, Pittsburgh potentially Pittsburgh being flexed, being flexed yeah, to Sunday night. Yeah. Because of I think the Sunday night game, there's a Chargers at home. Which sorry, right. I mean yeah. they're out of yeah. it. Bye bye. But sorry, um, sorry Phil. People were shocked that Bills Ravens wasn't flexed. 
I thought that I, would be flexed, to oh, be honest. But yeah. there's, there's good games on. They right. really couldn't make that right. move. But, yeah, there's potential yeah. now. Bill Steelers, pending on probably what happens today. If the Steelers win today at home to Cleveland, that probably gives them more of a reason to flex it. Oh, yeah. For sure. I, that but, Steelers game, I'm going to be pacing back and forth the entire length of rec room out of anxiety for that oh, game. Oh, for sure. Because that is going to be... Well, a, we know the Bills Mafia will travel to that one, I think, in Pittsburgh, right? Oh, I mean, there's, oh are you kidding me? Yeah, that's... Yep. But now, trip. after winning this game, I mean, Bill, I mean, we've been talking for weeks, or last week we said, we need to win one out of the next four and the Jets. Yes. Right. So now it's like, I mean, if you look at the standings, that Pittsburgh game, if they lose today, that game's not going to mean as much, even though you, obviously that's you still want to really go there point. and win. You're really not, good point. You knock off Dallas now... You breathe a lot easier these next three weeks. For sure. So, that's, that's a very yes. good point. And I'm at a point where after watching that Dallas game, I'm I'm so high on that win. Um, the momentum, I feel, is is moving forward for Buffalo, and, and the stampede is starting, I think, for the Buffalo Bills as oh. far as what we, can, what we can become and what we can be many years to come. But I almost don't want to get too high on it because, as you know, Supreme said, we do get some quality opponents. We get the probable MVP of the season in uh, Lamar Jackson, quarterback for the Ravens. Yep. But I'm not doubting this team anymore. I, I'm, I'm done doubting this team. I'm not looking at one matchup and saying, oh, that's a loss. I'm not going to doubt them. I, I love the momentum that they have heading into these games. I love the way the players are buying into the uh, coach and Sean McDermott, as well as the moment of seeing Terry Pagula high-fiving Brandon Bean in the in the box. Jerry Jones is saying, I'm going to head out. I'm going to get out of here pretty oh, that early. Great. Beat the it traffic. Was, it was phenomenal. And, and I think that there's going to be a lot of moments the rest of the season where we, are, we will still have our doubters. And no one is going to want to face this Buffalo Bills team no. wild card weekend. No, nope. no one is, wants not. to play the five seed. They should be. They, I mean, those teams are battling for that three because they do not want to be the four or five matchup. Not you know, a with, shot. With this defense and this rising offense right now, it's a scary matchup, and it's getting to the point where, like you said, Ryan, it's it's like no, it's we're not thinking like Baltimore's a loss or New England's a loss or Pittsburgh's a loss. Every game's it's more a new like game. Yeah, the Bills can win a playoff game. Yep, I, I, sure. I'm glad you both said that because I thought that exact thing coming home from my aunt's house from Thanksgiving dinner. Like mm-hmm. I, I thought about the rest of the season, the last four games, in a completely different light. And it, it was that we beat them, but also how we beat them. How we dominated it for three quarters win. pretty yeah. much. Yep. And uh, it's, it's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens this upcoming Sunday, especially uh, with, as you said, the probable MVP, Lamar Jackson, coming into mm-hmm. town. Yep. I mean, how do you guys think? We're going to fare in that game. So I've been hearing the Bills have opened up as six and a half, seven point underdogs. Okay. That's, that's insane. That's I mean, that's staggering. That, isn't yeah. that crazy? That's really the Ravens crazy. Are, but I mean, if, if they take care of business against San Francisco, if they win that game by 10, two touchdowns, if they continue that stretch of just blowing out teams, I mean, yeah, I can see that why that spreads that deserving. But yeah. think, first of all, thank God it, the home game wasn't today. This weather, oh, this weather is awful. Can you oh, imagine the Ravens coming in town? Because I was looking at the 10-day forecast. Uh, next Sunday, actually, looks like 40, 42, and cloudy. Wow. Like another game where it's like not too bad for Bills fans. But, oh, this weather today. Oh, God. This would be that, – that, that, that's what I was thinking when I was coming over here for yeah. the show. I'm like, man, I'm picturing you, Josh, and Smokey out at the tailgate just, <laughs> I'd be, just I'd, shivering and I'd be, I'd be in the tr- sniffing I'd be in the, and snorting the I'd, next day. I'd be in the truck. Oh, the that's truck. hilarious. Oh, man. But, but yeah. yeah, that matchup next week, I mean, what are your thoughts? I think that it's a winnable game. It's at home, and, and Josh Allen 
this guy is not the same guy he was week five. And, and obviously he's not because week five was a long time ago, but so many things have happened within this offense. I called for Brian Dable to, to go. And the identity of this offense that I knew they could they could show this identity. Yeah. That's what was yeah. so frustrating about it. it. Wasn't even so much I had to point the finger at somebody. The play calling was not efficient, in my opinion, enough at that point in the season. But the offense has found its identity. Josh Allen is only getting better, and Devin Singletary, guys. I mean, I mean, this guy is phenomenal. Thank goodness they're using him Finally. in the offense yeah. to the appropriate levels yeah. that we've discussed ad nauseum. I mean, he, he's something special. Catching the touchdown on the on the double reverse oh from John Lord. Brown. That yeah. was, yep. I mean, oh, man. Singletary again, what? He's got, I think it was the average four and a half yards of carry. I mean, he's getting the job done when he touches that football. And like you said, that the trick play. I mean, that's the, this is the offense that we've been kind of waiting for. Like, you know, Miami and, and Philly and Washington. It was just so stagnant. We could, there wasn't any trickery. There wasn't any fun. It just made like a very basic vanilla offense. And this game was their Super Bowl of the season. Yeah, this was, was. their, like, yeah. let's show everyone what we're made of. And they finally made it done with that playbook. And Dable got the job done. Yeah, on the, on that national stage, it, it's – it's a much different matchup than Miami. It's almost like Miami, we, we know what we're getting into with Miami. They're yeah. a divisional opponent against Dallas with no one. I honestly, I don't know if I'm over-exaggerating this. I don't think I am. I didn't see one TV analyst pick oh, Buffalo It was all Cowboys logos. All Cowboys logos along yep. every screen. And, and you got to you know, love that as a Bills fan. You know what's as, coming. As a Bills fan, you know what's coming. You know that the defense is solid. And there are some analysts out there giving us credit. But I don't think they quite understand... This is not the same old Bills. This is a completely different franchise with completely different leadership and an actual quarterback. No no <laughs> doubt about it. And it's, I, I mean, you alluded to it earlier where Josh Allen can get it done. He can keep defenses honest because they know that he can do it with his legs and with his arm, mm-hmm. you know, in all different types of ways. But I would say that, L, I would disagree with you saying that he does it the best. I think the only person this season who's done it better than him, Lamar Jackson. He's done what? Sorry. Just in, in terms of being dynamic in the run and the pass. Oh, yeah. And his escapability. I, uh, Lamar Jackson, nobody's been able to figure him out this no. season. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, Sam Fran can do it this week. So that can make our Top defense. Lo- just to say, this is a good game plan. Like to follow, like watch Sam oh, Fran. Oh, watch that game. Yeah. For sure. I'm excited for this game. Oh, yeah, for five. sure. And I, I agree with you there. I, I just think Josh Allen has a far better, if I'm looking at Lamar compared to Allen, I think Allen just has an arm that is. A gift from God. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's a huge weapon to any, even if he's not fully using it. The the fact that he can threaten a defense with his legs on that Colby's yep. touchdown, he takes one step forward and it's saying to the defense, I will run. If you want me to run, I'll run. And the defense turns around like, oh, he's going to run. And then he just dropped a dime to Cole Beasley. Yeah. Those are the things that if Josh Allen can continue to do that, he's going to be a dangerous quarterback in this league for a very long time. And I know I hate bringing this up, but this topic needs to be brought up. The zebras, the officiating. Oh my lord! We oh. knew Vegas needed Dallas to win that football game. Money was on the Bills. Tickets, spread, whatever. So people were betting the Bills on that game. And guys, it, it, it seemed like that crew was doing everything they could to keep the game somewhat close, to keep Dallas in it, to keep Jim Nance and Tony Romo, Emmett Smith, Emmett Smith, keep those guys <laughs> happy. It, it was oh, yeah. Frank and Cheek August tweet was amazing when he said something like, "This is a movie about the Dallas Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills are extras." It was yeah. spot on, dude. It's oh, like yeah. literally everything, all the calls. I saw a tweet yesterday when I was in Erie 
where they showed a live frame-by-frame shot of a referee that was pulling his flag out before the actual play had ended. Yeah. Out. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. I did. I I yeah. He's going oh. like this before we hit Prescott. Yes. Yeah, I it, saw I, that as well. It's, you can't make this shit up, and I, I believe in it fully, that I don't know if games are rigged or staged or fixed or they, you know— you know, when Vegas has, you know, needs a team, there's more calls on that team. But you could you could definitely see in that game that they were doing what they could to keep the Dallas Cowboys in that game. Oh, they, I, no doubt. I was, Hashtag I was, double standard. I know. Well, we, were, we were chatting about it. I, I mean, I was screaming out at my right, family's, right. at my aunt's house, Jerry's greasing them. I was like, <laughs> yes. Like, how the, the, the touchdown, the gallop, like, oh, non-touchdown. Oh, my the, God. The ref in the corner of the end zone, it, like, both guys were close enough where they could see what happened. The guy who was closer to him in the corner said no touchdown. No way. Yeah, no then touchdown. the guy comes in from the other side and puts his arms up. Right away. And then away. they go to the, fir- the very first replay they show of that. Jim Nance is like, what the hell? His foot was, <laughs> was like a, bro, literally a foot out of bounds. Bro, it remi- how, do you, it re- how do you call that? It reminds me of the replacement refs in that Packers-Seahawks game. Yes, where the one no, goes like this. Yeah. Yes. And the other one's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. How oh, do you overturn Lord. that? Yeah. Like, I, how do you even review that and, and say we're going to put this under review when it was that? I mean, they review any scoring play. I get that. Yes. But that one was like, okay, not we're just, even, we're just it, wasting time. It's not time. even like his toe oh, was yeah. close to dragging in the end zone. Right. Foot was a foot, at least a foot or two feet out. I couldn't believe it. And on, on a similar note, how about the ESPN spin zone on Friday uh, morning? I don't know if I, you guys I, bothered I have, to tune in. I have it right here. Yep. I mean, I, I, I tuned in for about a half hour. I watched the end of like, Get up or whatever with Greeny and you know all these yeah. idiots who all they talked about was the Cowboys this the Cowboys lost the game and then Stephen A I thought he was gonna you know yeah, give he, some props to the Bills right. he comes out with the cowboy hat the cigar it was it was funny but it was yeah. more about how Dallas first, lost yeah I I I left I I walked away my dad was still watching it and he said that they didn't even mention the Bills until about like 20, 25 minutes into the show. Here, here are my two cents on this, and I'll go to you, Ryan. Oh, yeah, my two cents. One, I love it. Keep flying under the radar. Two, the numbers of the CBS ratings with the Bills playing in Dallas was one of the most watched Thanksgiving games ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 27 gonna, years. I'm going to tell you right now, the Bills next year have to have two primetime games. That's not just because of Dallas being primetime. This is because of the Buffalo oh, Bills. Oh, 100%. Dallas is, is prime time. Dallas is prime time all the exactly. time. Exactly. They're always on the exactly. national stage, and the national media always kisses their asses. That's just yep. a fact. As far as, um, you know, to what I, I noticed, and, and I'll take some of what you said, I love it that the national media continues to look past Buffalo. Yep. I love it that they even are not fully ready to give Josh Allen the credit that he deserves yep. because this will happen again. There oh, yeah. will be a big matchup where no one will expect Buffalo to win, and Patriots. then it'll be even bigger than this game. It might even top this game. Mm-hmm. It might even be more of a trendsetter. Maybe the Patriots game, or yeah. maybe we blow out the team in the a wild card round that we play, yeah. whether it's you know whoever we play. I just definitely think that, on one hand, it does frustrate me because I think this team does deserve a, a whole load of credit and it needs to fall on the shoulders of Sean McDermott 100 percent when he took this team over the team was was a mess they were in salary cap hell Brandon Bean made a lot of moves bringing a lot of veteran players and a lot of young talent via the draft and you you blink and they're a completely different team than they were three years ago it's insane yeah, it's I, insane. And I'm fine with flying under the radar. I just think it's 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 hilarious. Yeah. It's yeah, the almighty it dollar. 
And yep. I mean, the way that we beat them for them to talk about the Cowboys for 25 straight minutes to open a show, it's like, it's crazy, but it's because there's way more Cowboys fans are the most valuable franchise in professional sports period. Yep. Right. So I, like I get it from that standpoint and I'm fine with flying under the radar because hey, let's sneak up on it. That's what I'm saying. Like literally I, I got keep... full, full trust in the process yep. with, with McDermott, with Bean, they got, they have things under control. Oh, it's they made more moves than anyone in the offseason. And before the season even started, they were talking about how great the Jets were going to be. Based on what? How great the oh Cleveland Browns were going to be. Based on what? It, it's Darnold's, a joke. Darnold's yeah. second yeah, preseason the, game. He should be a top fantasy quarterback this year. I'm just like, I'm three, done. The just, three biggest stories of the Jets' season so far is Sam Darnold makes out with a girl and gets mono. <laughs> Sam Darnold sees ghosts on the field when he's playing the Patriots. And, they tried and, to that, trade and then he's Bell. making out with the girl after a big win <laughs> and in he New gets York too City. Drunk. Oh, got, wow. got drunk. I didn't even know that one. That's why. Welcome to they New tried York. tried to trade Le'Veon Bell, which is crazy. That's but. why you got to love Tim Graham. Love Jerry Sullivan. Love your local media because that none of that shit would ever happen here. Right. None of it. Talking about a quarterback making out with a girl and getting too drunk after, a 34, after he puts up 34 points on offense. Right. It's so like that. That's what Meta, the New York Post, and all these all these guys were just like grabbing, like like grasping I know. for something because they yeah, know that the, the season's the, over. The media leeches, as I like to call them, for sure. You know what? It's my. It's time for my favorite part of the show. Ryan, are you ready? I'm ready. We're, we're gonna do the Thomas takeaway of the game, the Thomas player of the game, and the train wreck of the game. I'll let you kick off where you want to start. Thomas takeaway, I want it. Go to I take want away. it. I want it bad. The Thomas takeaway of the game, we touched on it. DJ Supreme, you said this was the signature win of the season. This was not the signature win of the season. This was the signature win of the Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean era. This is the game that is going to open things up, make things better for this franchise. We'll be able to look back on this one 10, 15 years from now and say this was the turning point. This was when the tides changed, and this was when the Buffalo Bills became a relevant franchise. The Bills are back. Wow. The I mean, Bills are back, I, folks. You heard it here first. That's what you were saying before the show. Yep. You said this was McDermott, the biggest win of his era. Josh Allen's best Josh game? Josh Allen's best game ever. I, yes. I know so, statistically. So should we start? Is this the train wreck or the Thomas Takeaway player of the game? Thomas Takeaway player of the game is is Josh Allen. You know, I sidebar Cole Beasley as well, just due to the fact that he went back to Dallas and, and kind of, you know, shoved it in their face. But Josh Allen was a true quarterback. He he quarterbacked that entire game. 12 straight completions at one point in the game. Tony Romo was like, I like this kid. Well, I really like this kid. Jim Nance saying, wow, this guy's really, really good. It was almost as if they were shocked mm -hmm. on the broadcast at how great this guy can be, and I loved every minute of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I Two-time takeover player of the week, Josh Allen. Two yep. times in three weeks over the past three, mm -hmm. and I agree with you 100%. I mean, it, if it weren't for Allen... I mean, any other quarterback that we've had in the past 15 years, we would have lost that game. 100%. Yeah. Josh Allen, he, he's legit, folks. And that's why I say in the future, you know, maybe not this year, obviously, but in the next two, three, four years, how good is this guy going to be? He's going to be great. Will he win an MVP? Probably. I, I would not be shocked if somewhere down the road he won the most valuable player <laughs> and carried this team to a big-time game, AFC and, Championship, maybe Super Bowl. And all I'm going to say is that – that comment, amazing. Think about who he's doing it with, though. And I'm not saying Cole Beasley's not good and John right. Brown's not good and Knox isn't good, but look at the crew he has and then look at the $90 million we also have. <laughs> We've, we're establishing a disgusting offensive line. We have a great back in Singletary. 
You have a locker room leader like Frank Gore. Keep him another year. Keep him another year. Yep. But think yep. about other weapons we could add to that offense. If you get a 6'5 stud receiver, whether like it's in the Jerry draft Judy or free, or, you yeah, know what I mean? Right, right. Like the sky's the limit right now. It's it's it's, it's yeah, like you said. Right. We're talking Super Bowl potentially as a pick in a year or two. We're talking about Josh Allen MVP. My God. Well, it's, but it's it's the whole fact of the NFL being a quarterback league when you have one like. Yeah. Think about with us having Allen and having confidence in him in the long term. Yeah. Think about it like, and you just don't worry about that. Yeah. You build everything around him because quarterbacks aren't plug and play. They're not. They're not wide receivers. They're not cornerbacks. Even linemen, you know, especially we could we could realistically add talent in all those first three spots. Yes. You know, on the outsides in the off season fairly easily. Yep. Then keep drafting depth. I mean, it. it, it and to date, it's as, crazy. and to date, as far as how they've built around him, I love what they've done. I love John Brown. I love Cole oh, Beasley. You know what I'm right, saying, right, right. Like, yeah. Listen, but they're, but they're yeah. not they're not like OBJ or, or Julio Jones or you know right. they're they're not labeled as those guys. But we will get one of those guys. That's what not, I'm saying. Maybe not one Think of those guys name wise, but our own our uh, own our guy. Own, exactly. Yeah, own exactly. Through the draft, Brandon Bean will nitpick through this draft and and find the right talent. And when do we have to pay Josh Allen? Probably a huge contract because. You gotta win now when you're. He's so cheap because it's gonna be. What year is it? What year is it? When we have to pay him? I believe twenty twenty two. Yeah, because so, he's on a four year and then the fifth year option and then. Okay, yeah. so it's yeah. So we it's, got a it's window the same here. Thing, it's the same thing as Russell Wilson. Remember, he was making like no money. Right. And then they had to lose key parts of that team because you have to pay him. So eventually, you're gonna have to pay Josh Allen. So win now. You got ninety million these next couple seasons. Like you said, it's not right. where we're at right now. It's where we're gonna be next where year. We're gonna and be after. right. Let's go. You asked me who I would want out of Dak Prescott and Josh Allen. I would unequivocally say Josh oh. Allen, not in a heartbeat. Yeah, I, I would take Josh Allen over Dak Prescott any day of the week. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, look at what our defense did with right. all the weapons he has. I'm right. talking about weapons. Yeah. You, I mean, you can argue Gallup, Cobb, Cooper. Great. Could you imagine oh. if those were our receivers? Ezekiel Elliott. Could you imagine if Josh Allen was Dallas's quarterback? That's okay. He would, you'd be game breaking. He would be even better than he is now. Oh and my think about, god! Think about the guys who might want to come here to play with Allen, too, yes. knowing his deep threat talent. Yep. Right. He, he could he could get those guys paid too. That's true. Yep. Yep. All right. So the final thing we haven't talked about yet, and I already know who you're going to say, so I'm going to bring it up first. Um, there are a couple. A couple <laughs> I mean, because there's not much to hate on that <sighs> game. That was a beautiful. I mean, yeah, all around great game, pretty much for the most part. But up until but yeah. another missed field goal, another missed extra point. The Thomas train wreck of the game. Stephen Hauschka once referred to as Hausch money. There were some Hausch fails in, in this game as far as some kicks that he had. Uh, the one that went in doinked off the upright. I mean, this is a position that. I think it's the most overlooked position in the league. I, I really do. Kicker, as far as the value of a solid kicker, especially for a team that's heading into the playoffs. If if that doesn't get ironed out and we're in a field possession battle where we need those field goals to go through the uprights, that's a huge problem. Right. And it's, well, it's not like we've ever had that problem before. No, right, fans, no, but right, right. No, no but that's, that definitely makes me nervous going down the stretch. I mean, who, the kicker for Chicago last year, the double doink was Cody Parkey. Cody yep. Parkey. I mean, he oh, was no, but he was having issues like this all throughout the regular season. Yeah. But because the, their offense was clicking, yep. their defense was dominant. People were kind of like, oh, you know, yeah, well, we still won. We still beat this team and this team, and they, it was like back of mind type stuff. I mean, I, I just hope that Hauschka, he's got four games left to sort of figure it out. I mean, you yep. know he can do it. 
Right. And he knows he can do it. He's just got to figure it out. And my biggest thing, though, when is it going to come a time when NFL teams just go for two every time? I mean, like, I, I, I would, don't understand it. If you're early in a game and your kicker misses one that badly, as badly as Hauschka did, where it was so far wide right, I think it went into the front row and some grandma caught it in the front row. I honestly think that. Like, I'm not even making a joke there. <laughs> a little souvenir. Uh, yeah, a little souvenir. I would stop kicking at that point. Right. If you score a touchdown, just go for two. You got the guys that can get it in the end what zone. What is the like the two point ratio? I think it's like it's like it's like fifty fifty clip. Yes. Yeah. If you get it one of that two times, you're still at fourteen. You're still at right. right. You're still following but along. What that if you rate. start clipping at 60, 70? That's going to change games. Right. Getting a two point conversion can really change an outcome of a game. And I think when you got weapons like Josh Allen who can easily run it in. From a two-yard spot, Singletary. You got sizable tight ends with Dawson Knox and, and Croft. Someday you know, it's gonna guys, change. Yeah. Someday yeah. a coach is gonna literally because I know once it's, a Tomlin used to be doing it. Mm-hmm. They, Tomlin, with, yep. with Big Ben, they were going for yep. two a lot. Yeah. McVay was doing it a lot last year with yeah. the Rams too, yeah. and like yep. it, it, it has to be a mentality shift for for pretty much the whole league though, because if you're known as the team that's going for two. You're gonna do extra prep against those teams right, right, throughout right. the game week for those short yarded situations. Yep. I'm, I guess, I'm of the belief that if every single offensive coordinator, if you're one of the best 32 offensive coordinators in existence, yep. then you should have plays where you could score five different ways from what three yards two, out, two or three, yeah. two or three yeah. yards 100%. out every single time. Yep. So I, I, I would love to see it shift to that because they're far more exciting plays, and there's nothing worse than a missed. PAT. Just don't throw a slant in the end zone like the Seattle Seahawks did in that Super Bowl. Oh, bro. Oh, we're, okay, bro. that's, that's okay. We're gonna, okay. No, no. Um, <laughs> so we are, like I said, the Buffalo Bills are nine and three. Ryan, I want to end this with you. You know, this is your show. The Buffalo yep. Bills are nine Appreciate and three. It. Final take going into the big week against the Ravens. Do not doubt the Bills ever again to the national media. Don't doubt the Bills anymore. It's a waste of your time. I know you will continue to do so. Yep. You know, a little bit of little, you know, a little bit of Buffalo haters out there. I get it. We're not the biggest city, you know, in the in the NFL landscape by any means. Actually, probably the smallest, right? But uh, yeah. Yeah, Green but Bay. yeah, Green Bay, yeah. But I mean, I think that the, the time to doubt the Bills is is over. I'm not going to look at any matchup the rest of the season and say that no matchup is winnable. They're all winnable. This team has yep. turned the corner. This team is getting better. This team is getting more confident. They're starting to understand their identity of their team. And as we've said on the show throughout the day-to-day, they got their quarterback. And that's that means business. Seriously, such a great feeling. Like I said, $90 million in cap space. Supreme, you got anything else before we end this? No, I just I, – I, I, heading into next week – a lot more confidence than I thought a week ago. Yeah, you know, for uh, sure. up against the Ravens, who are another legit team, mm-hmm. playmaking abilities on offense, defense. They've had an unbelievable season. They have great coaching. I think it's going to be an outstanding game in Orchard Park. I, I don't mind that it wasn't flexed because that Steelers game two weeks from now—that's the must-win, in my opinion. Yeah. If you have to win one more game for the rest of the season, it's a must-win in Pittsburgh and on Sunday night. Football. If it gets to that point. Well, if it gets, you know, if, if that gets flexed, it will be flexed with the Collinsworth slide. Do we go? Oh. You never know. I'm you just never saying. Know. I, I, it would be I, I, I would mind it. I wouldn't mind it. It's a, it's a quick trip, but yeah, guys. I mean, just what a time. What, what a time, time to be alive. I mean, when have we been at this point where we're not in the hunt? 
I'm they literally like never locked off. The, they've locked up the vibe. Guys, guys my, uncharted territory. Uh, yep. My life is better right now because of this. <laughs> like this makes my life better. Like it, just just knowing that there's so many friends that I have that hate on me for being a Bills fan and, and being a, a podcaster that talks about the Bills yeah. often. They're they're all like, why are you so dedicated to this team? I'm dedicated to this team, but I'm also dedicated to the people. I want our our people to see a winner. We deserve it. Yeah. We've been through a lot as a city and as a franchise. Yep. It will happen. I have yes. full belief that it will happen. I'm of the belief that there would be nothing bigger than a Super Bowl win for the city of Buffalo. I would just overall. Agree. Yep. I mean, it, when you look at it, the cultural impact it would have, just the morale that it would build. It would for us. It would erase the four straight losses that we were barely alive for in the first place. I right. mean, I don't remember them firsthand. No, at all. no. So, yep. so for, for our us, entire lives, we've yeah. pretty much this suffered. This is it right here. Yeah, and. This is like it, it, it's expectations. I don't know what to do with them. We've never had them, no, so and it's, I, it's crazy. It's like crazy. as Patriots fans, their season starts the AFC Championship game. Right. Like literally, it's insane. Right. Right. Think about their like if like their age kids, like we are. We're in our like what mid to late twenties. Yep. All those kids that were Patriots fans that live in Boston, New England, they've just had championships. They don't. They it's don't. They don't know, they don't know anything know. else. Spoiled brats. Spoiled rotten brats. Yep. And I think it's <laughs> well, much to that soon. point. Much to that point, the Patriots. Are on the way out. I mean, maybe not as soon as we would hope. Yeah, guys, but they're on the way out, and we're on the way up. I, I'm telling you, the future of the AFC East yep. is the Buffalo Bills. Oh. And you know what? We are going to Las Vegas when we cash that AFC East ticket because oh. we are we are going to bet the AFC East we, we until the Bills get it done, folks. Thank you for joining the Thomas Taker Takeover Post Game Show. It's available SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you follow Ryan Thomas on Facebook. He's showing that live as well. But once again, thank you, Picasso's Pizza. And guys, like I said, the Bills are 9-3. and three. Holy shit, enjoy it. Hope everyone had a great weekend. Good, Good night, night now. now.